It's carnivore Kelly Hogan. That's right, carnivore. Kelly has not eaten a processed food, a vegetable, or a fruit since 2009. This led to a 120 pound weight loss that she has maintained till this day. And she's speaking out about being a carnivore and the benefits, which is not only weight loss, so much more. Cannot wait to ask her all my questions. Here is my episode with Kelly Hogan. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Don't mind me. I'm just watching TikTok. It's cool. Do your thing. Your TikTok, Kelly. Obsessed. <laughs> I Thank love you. it. I'll tell you what I was really doing was screenshotting the comments that I've gotten today that are ridiculous. On one post over there. Are you ready? Yes. It's called ketosis. It increases your metabolism, but it's super bad for kidneys. Super unhealthy. The next comment, say hello to diverticulitis. You need veg to move everything out. The next comment, no, I don't want to save humans. Humans are cruel. The earth don't need us. And the next comment, colon cancer says hi. Oh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. And good night. (laughs) Kelly, it's because you are sparking something within those people that bothers them. Like they can't lose weight or something. And they look at you like, oh, like, look at her. Like this is working for her. So they have to like poke holes in it. We need to get into all of it. I am fascinated by you. We have a similar life goal where we have both struggled with weight found something that worked for us. We're not saying it's the only way to go, but we're saying this worked for us. And now we feel compelled to share it with people that may still be in the same place. Like still for me, it was like, I was working out seven days a week. I only ate salads. I was 20 pounds heavier. So now I'm like, Hey, eat all the time lift. Like, so I'm sharing. And obviously that's not the only way to be. You have a different, um, thing that helped you. And we share that not to say it's the only way, but to maybe help someone that's in the same situation. So you made a big life change towards being a carnivore at 25. Can you talk about what your life was like prior to that? Yes. Um, so as a kid, I was, I have one brother, just one sibling. He was always the skinny one. And I was always the chunky one. My mom, bombshell gorgeous figure and my dad was heavy so of course everywhere we went they'd be like oh she looks like her daddy (laughs) thank you thanks (laughs) i'm sure that was fun as a teenager like thanks so much i knew what that meant um so then in high school i was able to like i i wanted it so bad to just not be the chubby kid, I was able to exercise quite a bit of self-control and just starve myself down. There are photos of me in high school where I was actually at a pretty normal weight, but I know what it took to get there. I would buy those lean cuisines. That was the chicken with little string beans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The size of your palm is the meal. Such a small amount. And that's all I would eat for the day. And plus one packet of carnation instant breakfast every morning, which I guess thought was like, well, that'll supply all my nutrients. So I didn't die from it, but I kind of wanted to. Yeah. I was really hungry all the time. (laughs) I would do it for prom. um, And I was able to lose weight. And then of course it always came back plus like 20 pounds every time, every time. 
Yep. But when I went off to college, uh, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, he was back home. He's two years younger. Um, I was away from him and away from my parents. And I had this meal card. <laughs> it was all you could eat. It was just swipe. So you did. Like, well, okay now. <laughs> uh, and there's no problem. Look at me. No Kelly. That is so similar to my story. I gained weight in college. Like I played sports in high school. I went away to college and like say freshman 15, I gained 20 pounds. Yeah. So similar. I, I honestly think it was more like 50 from in that. Really? Point. I'm serious. By the time I graduated, I was about 240 pounds. I had, I had really gained so much weight that I remember coming home, you know, weekends home and you're like, Oh, I see somebody I know it would be exciting. I had a couple of really negative comments. One was a friend of mine from high school. And I said, Hey, Oh my gosh, you lost so much weight. And he said, my gosh, you found it. Ah, yes, he did. He did. Asshole. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. And then this other woman was, I've never, I've never mentioned either of these two comments. I don't think to anyone, but <laughs> the other one was a friend of my mom's and I saw her, we were going into K and W and she pulled me aside. I didn't even really know this lady. And she said, listen, honey, you've got to get control over this now while you're young, because I let it get out of control. She was a very large woman, very. And she said, and I just, you know, it can really change the rest of your life. At that point, I was still in college and I wanted to die, just yeah. die. That yeah. she were in the KW parking lot when she had this little pep talk with me, which <laughs> did not help, by the way. No. Uh, yeah. Uh. So after college, I got married pretty young. I was 23, about to turn 24. And for the next year, I gained like kind of happy married weight. Like, yeah. well, we're rich now. <laughs> I got them. <laughs> yeah. Got him. We've been together for years at this point, and he never had as much of a weight problem as I did. He was never, well, when we first met, he was skinny. He was also 14. But anyway, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on our wedding dates, neither of us were super thin, but then I gained up to 262 pounds is the highest number I saw. And I started having like a health concern with it. So I started getting boils on boils. There's no <laughs> second way to say boils. Uh, I started getting them on my knees, my inner thighs, my bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my God. Yeah. And they wouldn't resolve at home. So I would have to go to the doctor, bend over the doctor's table <laughs> and have him literally lance and drain these spots. So in case anybody looks at me and sees anything cute at all just go ahead and imagine that and it's gone wiped clean right <laughs> it shows how far you've come <laughs> <laughs> and you know to do it right now would be embarrassing but to do it when you're 260 of course and really yeah. having confidence issues so that was the first year of my marriage that's oh, how oh my god kelly so then when I was 25 I went back to have yet another boil lanced and he said the doctor was old and he was apparently getting tired of doing this. He's, he's now like 86. He's retired now. But at that point, he said, well, Miss Hogan, we're going to just keep doing this until one of us dies. Oh, my God. And I thought, my gosh, I hope it's you. You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Clearly, he can't mean me. <laughs> Is this even a question? 25. Oh, my God. 25. And he said, unless you lose at least 100 pounds. And of course, I cried because I said, I have tried and tried to lose 100 pounds and I just can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And he said, you are inflamed. It's inflammation. I'd never even heard of inflammation. And this was 2004. He said, and it's the carbohydrates. 
And I know Atkins was around at that point, but as a 24 year old, I did not know what that meant. I had heard of carbohydrates, of course. It was just something else on the back of a nutritional fact. But all I had ever tried to do was reduce the fat in calories. Yeah. Like any child of the 80s. I'm 81. Like I know it's the same, like everything was fat free, but then I would eat like a a bag of fat-free chips because they're fat-free, but then you eat them all because you're like, you think it's fine because it's fat-free. It was fat How was the enemy. snack wells did you eat? Yes, the snack, the little lemon one. Oh my God, yes. Snack wells, yeah. everything was fat-free. Yes. Yeah. All yes. sugar, just all sugar. Yeah. Um, so he said it's the carbohydrates and he was a brilliant man to, you know, brilliant. 2004, he said, you can eat all of the meat, eggs, and cheese that you want. And he said, if you want to have leafy greens, quote, it won't kill you. Well, I didn't like, yeah. (laughs) So I said, I don't really like leafy greens, but I like pickles. He (laughs) He said, you can have pickles, cucumbers, green beans are okay. Wow. I ran with it. And I said, but how many calories? He said, I do not care. Right. Just don't eat anything else. And he said, and I don't care if it's your birthday. Yeah. Okay. He said, I'll see you in in one year, which was laughable at that point because I had to see him all the time for these boils. And it was like, well, let's hope so. Well, it was a year because I haven't had one since. And when I went back one year later, I had lost 80 pounds and he did (laughs) not even recognize me in the waiting room. He looked at the chart and he looked at me, he said, Miss Hogan. And I said, yes. And he said, what did you do? I said, well, I did what you told me to do. I didn't eat any carbs for the whole year. And he said, no one ever listens to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you so were probably bad. at the point, like you said, he's either, so one of us is going to die. So you were yeah. like, well, this is what no. we're doing. How soon into the year did you start feeling like the health benefits of it? Not even just the weight loss. Well, I never had another boil. So it wasn't one of those things where I can say, oh, it happened the first week because I didn't get them weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, it could sometimes go a month or two. So okay. I kept kind of waiting like, oh, it's been a while. Oh, I haven't had a boil in a while. And then it was like, I think it's been six months. Wow. And so I was really keeping journals and diaries at that point of how much weight I still have them, um, how much weight I had lost the first month. Because I had been on such a high carb, low fat diet, I think my body responded crazy well. Yeah. Because there was no like step down for me. I went from donuts <laughs> to this. The steak. The first <laughs> month, I lost 30 pounds. And so when people are like, well, how did you stay committed to something so hard? I was like, because I'm vain. Because <laughs> I <laughs> look great. <laughs> it was easy. <laughs> Every single day, the scale was going down. Yeah. 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 And there were people who were saying, like, you're losing weight very quickly. Is this safe? I was like, I don't know. But, but I, love, I it. love it. Yeah. And I wasn't having to starve compared. And people would, you know, comment on, is it not hard? Oh, you don't know hard. Hard was those lean cuisines. <laughs> yes, ma'am. This is easy. Yes. Yeah. I was the same. I starved through high school, literally would come home from um, high school and make myself take a nap. So I didn't eat because I was like, at least it's time that I'm like not bringing in calories 
only yeah. ate salads. There was a time where I wouldn't eat carrots because they were a starchy carbohydrate, like nothing. And there was a time it's like you said, I starved myself down, but I was a soccer player. And then it was like, my coach would be like, there's no strength in your legs. And I'm like, I was like I'm starving. Like I, but when yeah. he equated it to soccer, I was like, all right, I got to eat because I was all about soccer and I just wanted my scholarship. And then I started eating and I, it turned into exercise bulimia. If you're uh, familiar with that, where you lit, I would literally jot down every calorie I was eating, like the 300 that I would allow myself. Then I would go on my parents' elliptical and work out 300 to cancel it out. You too. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I can't, I'm like, and it doesn't work that way, but in my head, I was like, oh, canceled out. And yeah. then in college, it turned into actual bulimia. So I went from starving myself to throwing up my food. And when you were talking about um, inflammation, I was in a fat suit of myself, like just a puffy because yeah. I threw all my hormones off binging and purging. And people think like, Oh, bulimic, you probably were like super skinny. You throw up your food. No, ma'am. <laughs> like I was puffy and just, oh. I mean, I was, and I, that for 10 years, Kelly, like I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I starved myself. You throw up my food. Then it was like, after my eating disorders, I worked out seven days a week, cardio, barely ate starving again. It was like, I'm hungry, but like, I'm going to wait till a meal time because then there'll be less calories. And then yeah. you're eating so much at meal times Cause you're so hungry. I tried everything. And then I finally like figured it out. I just eat all the time. Now it is pretty high protein. I mean, obviously not to your extent, but I eat, I honor my hunger cues and I'm not starving anymore. Cause starving doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Well, it does people, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You can, but you can't make, it's not sustainable. And no. I feel like women are taught eat your salads, yeah. do your cardio and like calories in versus calories out. And that failed me for 20 years from 16 to 36. I struggled and it was like, I'm barely eating. I'm working out every day and I couldn't, I was starving and my body wouldn't let go to, of any of the fat that I had on my body. Cause it's like, you're starving, you're not eating. And it's like survival. When you honor your hunger cues and you eat and you're not starving anymore, starving is not the way. So like, I saw that you, you tried it that way. Now you're eating ribeyes and like, look at you. <laughs> oh man. How great is a ribeye? <laughs> Anybody that thinks this diet is hard, like go eat a ribeye and come back and tell me how hard that was. Right. My question. I, first of all, I respect you so much. I just have questions about it. I don't want you to think I'm poking holes in it. It's all just me trying to understand like, do you ever not crave a ribeye? Like at some point, like since 2009, you're just like, I can't look at another piece of meat. Like you never feel like I need a piece of pizza. <laughs> yes. There are times when meat does not sound awesome, but okay. you know what that means? It means I'm not actually hungry. It means I'm, oh. either, I'm bored. I'm emotional. I'm stressed. And if I look in the fridge and actual nutrition, an egg, yeah, beef ribs, burger patties, or a steak, none of that sounds good. Sister friend, you are not hungry. You're not and hungry. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so it's not that other food has never looked good, but you really do. You know, you've never, I'm going to make an assumption about you that you have never craved cocaine. I have not. <laughs> Right. It's not in your system. So you're not sitting here right now. Like, Oh, I see. It's, it's so much easier. I had a, I mean, horrific sweet tooth. If it, if I was around it, even if I knew, Oh my gosh, I've got to get in that prom dress. 
I could do it, but it, it was awful. Yeah. Awful to abstain because I just wanted it so badly. It's nothing like that now. It's out of my system. So I did. All right. Let me just back up a bit. The, yeah. the Some plant matter stayed in my diet for five years. I did that from 2004, what the doctor said. Cucumbers and pickles and green beans with all the meat I wanted, five years. But I also was not convinced that I could really eat. So I was still like watching my fat. I wasn't eating enough fat. Because you're programmed that way from starving and like trying to lose weight, of course. Yes. And I didn't really go get a lot of other information. I really just went with what he said, that solid conversation for five years. (laughs) But because it worked really well, I mean, I lost 120 pounds just based on that. Well, at at that point, it was 2009, October 23rd, to be exact. So almost exactly 12 years ago. Wow. Um, I was very tired and worn down and I was getting hungry and I was at my goal weight, but I was having to work very hard to stay there. Okay. Um, exercising a lot, eating less and less, even of meat. Mm -hmm. So like I had this thing that was working, but it took so much effort again. So not as much as like lean cuisine. Yeah. It was (laughs) was better than that. Yeah. Better than that. Much better than that, but still not effortless. We yeah. weren't there. I, in fact, I still had horrific sweet tooth because I was still drinking diet sodas. I was drinking, um, or having sweeteners, sugar-free jello. Margaritas? <laughs> Margaritas. Um, no. I don't I crave cocaine, but I, I would have a hard time if okay. you took my margaritas away. Okay. Well, I Go was ahead. having... Um, some alcohol, but like Nick okay. Ultra. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like really low carb, almost sure. total carnivore. Yeah. Yeah. But it was hard. <laughs> really hard. All oh right. my God. October 23rd. That's when I went on Google. And what I thought to myself was sometimes I just eat meat and I feel pretty good, but that's crazy. Who could do that? And so I Googled, can you live on only meat? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the first link that popped up was called Zeroing In on Health, and it was run by a man named Charles Washington. And there were hundreds of people there with journals. This was not Facebook. It was a forum Mm -hmm. of journals. And these journals, some of them were like 700 pages long. There were the Andersons. Joe and Charlene Anderson at that point had already been doing this for several years. They are now 20 plus year carnivores. Um, and Charles Washington that ran the group, he's a 13 year carnivore. Dana Spencer was there. She already had a year or two under her belt. These people were saying total carnivores. They only eat meat and they were hot, like smoking hot. (laughs) Like you. Well, you said that. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I will say it again. Like you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, And so I was looking at their pictures and reading through some of their journals and I reached out to them and I said, I pretty much just eat meat, but with diet sodas, a pickle here and there and sugar-free jello. And I've lost 120 pounds. I was like sort of feeling this out. Like, could I be one of you? And they looked at my before and afters that, wow, you've done great. You're so close. Do you not still crave sugar? And I was like, well, duh, all the time. That's all I think about. And they said, well, it's because you still get a trigger from sweet. It's the sweet that's stimulating your brain. If you can cut that out completely, no more sweet tastes, you will no longer have a sweet tooth. 
Wow. Well, that's nuts. <laughs> How long did that take? Um, Cause I'm assuming you did it. <laughs> I did. The last diet soda had I had was when I found that website. Wow. I've never had another one since. Um, so it'll be 12 years this month. And it took, I, and I first thought, cause I was like straight up addicted to diet Dr. Pepper, the yeah. burn, oh, the burn. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah. and I did sugar-free gum all the time and I would eat sugar-free, like not the chocolate candies, but like a sugar-free Tic Tac or something. Yeah. These little hits, whatever hit I could get. And they said, cut it out and you won't be an addict. So wow. it, the original time when my doctor gave me that speech, it took a couple weeks to go from donuts to what I was doing and feel any relief at all from cravings. Yeah. But this time in 2009, I'm going to say like three days. Wow. Days. It was so fast. And I was suddenly like, oh my gosh, I don't even miss the diet Dr. Pepper. So I told my husband, and this was like our shared love was diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it's like, what's and, wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And I had already broken up with so many of our shared loves because we used yeah. ice cream together, pizza <laughs> together, pasta together. And now it was like the final straw for him. Was like, You're not even going to drink diet Dr. Pepper with me. It's like yeah. meat and water. Wow. Yeah, meat and water. That's all I had. I, I cut out coffee at that point, which I have brought back coffee. Oh my God. I have to, a three and a five-year-old. Like I can't, I had need coffee. We need coffee. We okay. need coffee. <laughs> carnivores that don't have coffee, but I'm not one of them. I, I did add it back. I did coffee for a really long time. I should also mention that when I found these people in 2009, I had not had a period for two years. I forgot about this. Yeah. Years. Wow. And it's because I had not, I didn't understand how important fat was. Yes, of so I had really, you cut out carbs and you cut out fat and you're just eating chicken breast and an occasional pickle. Yes. Like you're not as hungry as you are with a lean cuisine, but it's close. And I really needed fat. My body was trying to tell me you need some fat. And so my cycle stopped. Cause in the eighties, that's what we're, and I feel like still kind of today, women are taught like the first thing you're supposed to cut is your carbs yes. and fat. Like that is like low fat, low carb, like I mean, now I feel like just now it's like keto diet and Atkins, like I guess Atkins before, but like I was trained, cut my carbs and my fat, low fat, low carb, you're winning. My body was starving and I can't yeah. believe I never lost my period. Like I was an athlete who didn't eat anything, <laughs> like, but like that, it messed with your fertility, right? Yes. Two years, no cycle. Well, at that point we'd been married several years and we're like, mm. now we're ready to start a family. Well, no, <laughs> I, really, I hadn't really expressed to my husband how long it had been. I mean, you know, he was happy. What did he care? Exactly. <laughs> well, um, there's something I should tell you. I don't know if I can get pregnant because I haven't had a cycle in a really long time. And he's like, well, what can you do about that? So when I met these carnivores in 2009, Charles Washington was one of the main ones. He said, if you're not having a period at age 20 at this point, I was about 30. It'd been five years. So I, I was 30. And he said, I'm sorry, but it's not working for you. You're, you're not healthy. Wow. And I was like, well, I've lost a lot of weight. You're like, no, it's, go, it's going for, fine. Where's my pat on the back? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Hello? Right. Are you not entertained? <laughs> 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 he's like, he wasn't impressed.
impressed at all. He said, you know, good for you. I'm glad you stopped getting boils. But if you're not having a cycle at age 30, this is not okay. He said, you really need to eat. And I mean, eat until you are full and satisfied. Yeah. Well, that sounded appealing. So I gave it a shot. And I remember day one, I went to the store and I got like my first fatty steak in a very long time and I ate it and it was like my brain exploded. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I can do this. So I told my husband, I was like, if this is how I live now, this is my life that I want one of these every single day. Yeah. Well, the next day I stepped on the scale because I had become completely obsessed Yep. and, and I had gone up a little bit, huh? Imagine that I went from calorie counting and exercising a million hours to now I'm going to let, oh, they also told me, let your body rest. If you want your period back, you need to eat fat and rest. I was like, all right. So now I don't go to the gym and I eat steak all day. (laughs) Did my weight go up 0.2 pounds? Well, it did. The same. And that that used to bother me. I'm like, how did I go up? Even if it was 0.2, I'm like, I went up and I don't have like a bad day. Yeah. Yep. I get it, it was just awesome. from the point too. Yep. And so I was convinced, I, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So I told them about this horrific event that had happened on my scale that morning. And the carnivores were like, are you serious right now? Do you want to get healthy or do you want to <laughs> stay at point whatever? I get it though. Yeah. Okay. So for six months, what? the scale slowly went up. Oh, that had to be a mind about <laughs> about 23 pounds wow yeah mentally like that had oh, to I be was not okay no every day i would sit at my computer this is... i can't believe they didn't block me <laughs> honestly like go away enough you of know? you yeah. well the scale is up again and now i get these messages from people and i'm like trust the process, baby. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. at that point, the words, trust the process were like, I get oh, it. Matt, so mad. Let me just come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust this process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would tell them all about it. They're like, yeah, well, is your period back yet? No, keep eating. <sighs> okay. So I did. <laughs> and honestly, I was feeling good. I had had a lot of mental fog that had really set in that I didn't really appreciate how bad it was until it was gone. Like crosswords were becoming a challenge. And then suddenly like, I'm so smart. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. me, You like came alive. It's not just a weight loss. It's like a, it changes your whole life. I wasn't losing weight at all, but yeah, exactly. True. (laughs) So much better. And my skin was looking good. My eyes prior during that five years where I was supposedly doing really well and did lose a lot of weight, but my eyes were looking very sunken. I was the same weight as now. It's not like I've gained this weight and then stayed there. Same weight. It just looked really different at that point. Yeah. Because I wasn't getting enough fat. All right. So I gained that 20 pounds for six months and then it came off. And I know like the mystery of tell me the science of how that happens. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I kept eating <laughs> steak and then it came off. And uh, about that same time I got pregnant. Oh my so, God. Okay. I know. I know. So wow. I that, and that's kind of annoying, but <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I really wanted 
a baby so bad. Um, so I had her and I stayed carnivore through that pregnancy. Wow. When she turned 12 months old, I found out I was pregnant again. Oh my God. Uh, so it turns out meat, rest, fat, and fertility all kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And I've now had three carnivore pregnancies and I'm back to the weight I was when the first found carnivore total. I was, like I said, it was carnivore, but with diet sodas. It was just making it really hard on myself. Um, but now mm. I don't even have to try. I just eat beef ribs basically all day long and feel so good. So I need to know more about like, why not vegetables? I understand okay. why not processed foods and processed carbs, obviously, but natural green vegetables found in nature. Why not? Why was, would that mess up your system if you were carnivore and you had vegetable unprocessed vegetables if you have a gut if you aaron have a gut that can handle vegetables well and you are clearly you're at a healthy weight you look gorgeous you're you're getting all of your goals and living your best life why not have vegetables okay right? okay I, yeah i am not like now i mean i've seen some research about some anti-nutrients or about this uh, i don't know I'm not here for the science. I just know that you are thriving with them and I'm thriving without them. And I am so good with both of these things. That really makes so much sense. Cause I'm always like, do this. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't know, but it no. worked. This is what works like yes. for me. And I do the same thing. It's like, well, why? I, I don't know, but I I've been doing this for a while and I can tell through two pregnancies. I always say that. So I can tell you what worked for me, but I don't know why. And I don't have a background in like nutrition or training, but okay. So I, yes, if it works for you, it's like, this is for someone listening, that is where you're at. And is like, needs something like to grasp on, like try something else. Like this could work for you. If vegetable, you eat vegetables and you're thinking like, I'm healthy. And I just eat like I'm vegan. And it's like, maybe you shouldn't be vegan. Like maybe your body is craving meat and fat, you know? Yeah. Now I have a friend that's a vegetarian. She lives here in my neighborhood. We're pretty tight. <laughs> Um, she eats zero meat at all. She does eat eggs. She's vegetarian, not vegan. She's beautiful at a healthy weight. She is happy and yeah. apparently feels good. Now, do you think I'm proselytizing her to eat meat? I'm not. Right. I'm you not. don't. I love that. Like you're, you're like, this works for me. You're so yeah. clear about that. That's why like, I wasn't like intimidated to be like, I don't know if we're going to have this conversation. Like you're not putting it down somebody's throat. Like you're like a leader of people that. We're struggling. That's what I feel like we have in common. Like I wrote my book to be like to the woman working out and starving yourself and not seeing results. Try it this way. This yeah. worked for me again. I don't know the science behind it. It's like the same exact thing, but like I felt compelled to share the message. Mine is lift heavy, eat all the time. And because it might help someone else that is on the treadmill seven days a week and starving, like there's another way. And I, I can't keep it to myself. I have to I feel compelled. <laughs> to yes. That's their one life. Yes. Like, years of that. My one life yes. obsessed with my body, obsessed with the scale, obsessed with working out yes. hours per day and yes. hungry that man, I don't want to ever go there again. And you're right. There no. are so millions of women that describes their life to a T right now. And you're frustrated. And then that's the whole thing of like, your, your hormones are thrown off. Like I was in a constant state of obsession and like, I'd be on vacation and be like, does the hotel have a gym? Like I was always like, I got to get a run in and like cortisol is the stress hormone that you are bringing on yourself. Like, and it's belly fat and it's holds on to fat. And all of my 
obsession was working against me. And it was like, when I finally, now I'm like, now I just like, I honor my hunger cues. I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm satisfied. I don't work out seven days a week, like three or four days a week. I rarely do cardio. And I just, I rest, rest days before. Absolutely not. Like you couldn't pay me to take a day off. I wasn't resting now in my body, just kind of found where it's supposed to be. And it, it feels like it's like you said, like you eat ribeye all day. Like it's not, or beef ribs all day. It's not as hard. It almost feels like when I was working harder for this weight loss, I didn't have it. Like, I don't even deserve it now. Cause like, I don't even really try. And now I weigh less and I'm happier. And it's, it's the opposite. It's not all the effort. These things do not make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I know, but it's It's like, here's how I did it. My question for you, like, I was wondering, like, once you made it to obviously an ideal weight, you, do you change to like a maintenance or is it exactly the same diet as you were doing to try to reach the weight loss goal? I've stayed the ex- exactly the same. Okay. I really do feel like that if a diet is optimal, I do not think that you will just keep on losing down to nothing. Well, like, oh yeah, true. Right. You, you it's kind of like what I just said, you met your homeostasis weight where you're supposed to be at. You're not going to keep losing eating two pounds per day of meat. I'm not going to wither away to nothing. Right. I just literally, it's like I was losing, I was losing. And then I wasn't your body found it's that point. Yeah, it did. I've been, I'm 140 pounds, but I'm five, nine. Um, so am I, I'm Well, I'm not 140, but I'm five, nine. I'm like 155. Fantastic. I'm happy here. Like I also have a ton of muscle and like before I wanted to be like Kate Mott. Like I wanted to be no no muscle, just like stick thin. And now I'm like in the gym with like this heavy weight, like squatting and like trying to get a butt. And before I'd be like, I don't want a butt. like the aesthetic of what you want changes. And like, for me now it's strong. Like I am like trying to get a muscle and I, And muscle weighs more than fat. Like muscle take, I mean, it takes up less space. I wear like a smaller size and I weigh the same. So can you do pull-ups? I have to know. I can do two. Well, almost two. I can do one without the band. And then like almost like I, they probably would count it, but no, I had to use the bands for a long time. Like my upper body was not strong. Like I played soccer my whole life. So my, my lower body. But that extra, whatever that several pounds, not much difference between us is, is getting you those pull-ups because I am currently trying. I've got my pull-up bar here. I still <laughs> have to use the band to do even one. So you'd it's, be super proud of I that. Barely, you're, you're gonna let me know when you get that too, because I, I was like, somebody get this on tape. Like it took me so long to get one. And then like, once you come down, it's just like, I mean, we're almost five ten. Like it's like a lot to bring back up, but I have now I do like, I lift so much heavier. That has been a game changer for me. Like I was like sticking to like 10 pound weights because I just wanted to tone. I didn't want to bulk up. And now like my whole mission is like, women need to lift heavy. If you want tone, you have to lift heavy. You're not going to bulk. The only way you're going to get that tone is lifting heavy. And now like, I mean, I bench press with like two thirty pound dumbbells now, but like I had to work up to that. And I did a lot of pushups to work up to that, like my chest, but I was so scared of thirties before, because I was like, I would picture these women like bulky. And I've had so many women on my podcast that are like the women that you're picturing eat more than your family. And they train eight hours a day to get that physique. Your body as a female is not going to do that working out, like lifting thirties four times a week, like get it out of your head. And then the other thing with muscle 
is it burns and it is the most metabolically active tissue. And now that I have muscle in my body, I'm hungry all the time. I yeah. can eat whatever I want. And I, it, it works for me. I stay at the same weight. So yeah. it's like, you gotta eat, eat all the time, eat till you're satisfied. Like you said, but I, it's also like before I would just kind of like zone out and eat everything on my plate. I wasn't snacking. So it was like three big meals a day. And now it's like, if I'm hungry, even if I just ate breakfast an hour ago, I'm hungry. I eat a second breakfast. And before it was like, absolutely not. I already had breakfast. I'm going to wait till lunch. I'm going to save all my calories. And then you're like bombing your body with like this big lunch. And now I'll eat like most of my lunch and I'll check in. It's just intuitive eating. Like, am I satisfied? Stop eating, eat the rest of it in a couple hours. Like I was also like, I didn't want to waste anything. So I just like eat it all instead of throwing it away. (laughs) It's like your body is now the trash can. Like you're just throwing it into your body because it's there. Just be intuitive. Eat when you're hungry. Listen to your hunger cues. When you're satisfied, stop eating. Move your body a few times a week. And it's just not as hard as I made it for so long. And I was 20 pounds heavier when I was doing all those things. Yeah. It's like, we have to spread the message, like eat, lift. It doesn't have to just be cardio seven days a week. And my thing too, like I'm all about pairing. So I feel like a meal before, like with my bulimia, like food was something that like was, I would binge on and throw up and it was like a reward or a punishment. And now I truly enjoy meals. And that to me is like, if I had a ribeye or if I had a filet, I would want like a glass of red wine. Like it's all a pairing that would be hard for me to not have or chicken wings. And I couldn't have a beer. Like I, but I I guess you're saying like, and I think anything, a new lifestyle, it takes, well, for you, it took three days, but I think it says like 90 days to like make something a habit. So I would stop craving it there too. You know, it's not like, um, yeah, we're only having like diet soda. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could, because this is the other thing, like sustainability balance to me, which is working out, but also having a cocktail is sustainable. I wouldn't quit because I know I can have it. Are you going to do this for the rest of your life? Like it will be a sustainable lifestyle. It sounds like you are able to moderate some things in your life. You are able to moderate a cocktail or a margarita. Totally. Yes. So for things that people are able to moderate, kind of like the vegetables, if you can do that. Right. And it works for you. Now, you imagine if you were talking to someone who had wrecked their entire life with alcohol, lost their job, lost their home, lost their marriage, lost their children. You're going to tell them, listen, you really should have balance here, man. You're not going to have a drink per week. What kind of life is that? You'd be like, look, you are doing the right thing. Yeah. Abstaining because you can't moderate alcohol. Now, I personally have no trouble. Alcohol was never my problem. I could moderate it. It meant almost nothing to me. A drink was like you know, it was fine, but sugar sweeteners, I couldn't moderate it. So when I talk to people, I try to remind them, you are talking to a recovered addict that was bent over a doctor's table, getting her butt lanced. Like, yeah, no, right. I don't moderate well with sugar and carbs. So I've got to be a teetotaler, but I don't assume that everyone has to be a teetotaler. You just made me think of two, like intermittent fasting. I had somebody on, I was like, how do you just have eating hours? Like people eat from 12 to seven or she, and, and it leads to fat loss. And she's like, the nutritionist I had on was like, it's not that 
eating during these hours leads to fat loss. It's that people do well with hard limits. Like what you were just saying, like if somebody was eating a bag of cookies every night at eight, and now they're like, I only eat from 12 to seven, they're going to lose weight because they couldn't moderate. So that makes me think intermittent fasting works for the people that had trouble moderating it. So it's just like, if someone's listening to this right now, like I've tried everything, maybe this is it. Like, maybe you haven't tried this and cutting out everything else. Like it has to be easy to stay with it when you feel so good. I'm obviously like the vanity and like the weight loss, especially for someone that hasn't been able to lose weight. And then you just like you, your whole life, like changes, like you can see clearer, you can think more clear. Of course you'd want to stay with that. Like, why would you ever want to go back to anything different once you've seen life as a carnivore? Yes. And similar to, I mean, I don't want to reduce, if anybody thinks I'm making light of alcoholism in comparison, I take what I have dealt with very seriously. I'm not making light of anything. I think both are very serious. Um, If you've ever broken a very difficult addiction, you remember how bad it was. The withdrawal was really bad for me at first in 2004, not so much 2009, but the very first time around, I never want to go through that again. So I don't have cheat days. I don't feel like I would be cheating. That makes it sound like you're getting ahead in your favor. And it's not because I think, oh gosh, I would suddenly gain 20 pounds. No, it's because it was really hard to break up with that the first time. And I don't want to go there again. Of course not. I'm free. I feel like I'm free. Why would I want to go back? That makes so much sense. My, another concern that I was having, like, obviously like meat is high saturated fat, high cholesterol, which I feel like is what doctors tell you to cut. How are you able to not have like heart problems or anything if that's all you eat? Okay. So I think, I just think they've gotten it really wrong in Ah. regard to cholesterol. If you look at mortality rates, like actually who dies What are their cholesterol levels and who lives the longest? What are their cholesterol levels? These studies have been done and it does not correlate with what the statin companies are pushing. Like the prime beautiful rate for total cholesterol for mortality when you die is 230. Why is that not being shared more often? So mine is not 230, but a lot of carnivores like Dr. Sean Baker, his is over 200. Um, I find a lot of variability in my total cholesterol rate. Sometimes I'm 170s and then other times I'm more like 210s. And, you know, when it hits 210s, then suddenly a doctor's like, well, your total cholesterol is high. I'm like, I'm eating the exact same way as I was a year ago when you checked it. And it was 170 and you patted me on the back. A lot of say, so I don't put any stock on that. Um, If it can go back and forth while I eat the exact same food and I'm in the exact same body with the same health, that's silly. Um, what I do think um, is pretty important is triglycerides. Research seems to support the idea that low triglycerides and high HDL, your good cholesterol, that seems to be a really good indicator of heart health. Okay. So my triglycerides stay 40 to 60 and my HDL stays 60 and above. So that's like at least a one-to-one ratio that I feel like that's fantastic according to everything i've looked at again i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist i'm not even a researcher i'm just a lady that eats meat but you're informed like i couldn't tell you any of my levels on anything like you obviously stay on top of it and you would know if there was an issue because i I don't know any of my i don't know what if mine is that because i eat meat a lot (laughs) i go every year and get it checked okay well i'll tell you what if 
<laughs> if your doctor had a, con- a concern, because I was trying out a new doctor since Dr. Dunlap, my amazing hero, retired, I had to find a new doctor. So I just tried a couple of just cold calls, basically, just to see how it went. The first one, not good. Did not go well. <laughs> she suggested a statin because on that particular visit, it was over 200, my total cholesterol. Now, triglycerides were low. HDL was high. Oh, C-reactive proteins, how you check inflammation in the blood, 0.5. Wow. I mean, excellent. Everything good. I said, I have no concerns. I feel great. My periods are regular. My skin is clear. Everything good. And she's like, let's talk about a statin. Tell, really? Explain what a statin is. A statin is to reduce the amount of cholesterol in your blood. Like a pill? It's yes. She wanted to put me on a pill. I yes. Um, So I said to her, are you concerned that I might have like clogging from all this meat? Yes. Okay. Well, here's how you check for that, Erin. There's an actual test for this where you don't have to guess based on some random uh, like numbers that bounce around on paperwork. It's called a coronary artery calcium test. It's a scan. It takes all of about five minutes. You lay down, you keep your clothes on. They put some little probes on you and you, they put you through a scanner and then they can literally show any buildup in your chest, in your arteries. And you did it. Yeah, I did it. And it was I told her, perfection. I said, if I can go have this test done and I pass your standard, would you be fine with me not taking a step? You see, the problem with healthcare here in America is, well, so many, but I'll start with this one, <laughs> is that if they have a number over 200, the protocol is we suggest a statin. It does not matter if they're looking at a healthy human who feels great. It doesn't matter anything. Yeah. I tried to show her before and after pictures. Who cares? None of it mattered. Wow. It, oh, check mark. She passed the 200 zone. We need a pill. And so if you can do something to show them that what's actually happening isn't an issue. So I went for the scan and the goal is zero. Zero means they cannot find any buildup whatsoever. But the woman who's... called me the same day I had it done. It can take a few days to get results. She called me to say, I want you to know, I just read your, your CAC is what most people call it. Your CAC scan. She had actually, and this does, I'm going to tell you, this does not happen often because I'm not a huge YouTuber, but she said, I actually do know who you are and I've watched your channel and I had to call you right away to tell you your score is zero. There's nothing. She said, I can find nothing. So I've, I've shared that on some videos and I have a blog. I don't know if that one is on the blog or not. Cause I've been very bad. I used to update it back in like 2015, but I did a video with Dr. Robert Sivas, a pretty big doctor. And he, he was like, yeah, cause it's the carbs. Yeah. <laughs> it's the carbs that cause the blockages. It's not the meat. And she wow. at that point was like, okay, then we don't have to talk about statins. Jeez. But you had like the length that you had to go to be like, oh yeah, let me go do like, because they just work with that 200 number. Um, so no fibers in your diet and everybody asks you, um, if you poop. Yes. (laughs) So if you're if you ever try, if anyone tries carnivore and they are not pooping, they're most likely just not getting enough fat because it is just, um, if you only eat protein high high protein with not enough fat and you do that not for a day or two because you can eat pretty high protein 
and be fine. But if you do that day after day after day, you, people can get constipated. I tell folks, if you're actually really concerned, well, sometimes they're concerned because they aren't pooping as much. Yeah. And they are you struggling to poop? And they're like, no, you don't have as much waste. Yeah. It's fiber. fiber makes all the poop. All right. And people think that's good. Look how often I can poop. Yeah. My don't, system is so it's running so efficiently. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have waste, if you're using all of your food, you're not going to have as much poop, but it should never be any struggle whatsoever. None. And if it is, I tell folks, if you want to, I can't give medical advice, but eat half a stick of butter, stay near a bathroom and report back tomorrow. <laughs> you're going to poop. <laughs> well, I saw like Joe Rogan did carnivore for 30 days and was like, I needed a new name. It was the opposite problem. He wasn't yeah. constipated. He couldn't stop going. The so, only like, what happened people there? that really think constipation is a problem on carnivore are people who have not gone carnivore because usually the first few weeks, it is the opposite problem. Okay. You're going too much. And, and Dr. Barry, Ken Barry, and I joke that it's called the carnivore cleanse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> when your body is not used to all of the fat and just all of the fat and protein, it can take your gut a while for your microbiome to really adjust enough to be able to handle all that. Okay. And it can take a couple of weeks. If people are really struggling for more than two weeks, there, there are supplements they can take like ox bile can help with that some, but in most people, by the end of two weeks, they're not just, you know, exploding. But I wonder how many people stop within those two weeks and they're like, this isn't oh, for me and give up yeah. on it because they're like, I can't like, this is too much and don't make it to the two weeks where it like is easier. That's Absolutely. hard. Like, I yeah. wanted to end, like, I want to hear like a regular typical day for you. Cause I know you're a teacher and I always think like prepping, it's so easy to grab a processed food or a, a apple, a banana, something, um, easy to, to like eat during the day. Like you're a teacher, like what, take me through like a day of eating for you. Like how much do you have to prep to have like steak on hand <laughs> like ribs? It just seems like there's a lot of prep involved, but like, take me through a day. Like how much you're eating right. and what you're eating. I can guarantee you if it is difficult, time consuming or requires it to be a great cook, it you're is out. not happening in my life. <laughs> Done. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Cause anybody that's like, oh my God, how does she even, how do you have that on hand? Yeah. So I go, um, I, I shop pretty cheap. I buy a lot of my meat at Walmart. I'm not like going to my local butcher shop. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just being honest. I'm Can I ask you real quick? I forgot to ask you about that. I, I was going to say, if you're, if nothing is processed, do your meats have to be like premium, like grass fed, organic, free range meat because anything else is like a process or like you can't have like deli meat because that's processed. All right. So you know how you do perfectly fine with vegetables and you're fine with that. Yes. So I would never try to make you change. I do perfectly fine on grain finished, normal grocery store beef. Okay. Really fine. I can eat chicken wings and pork. I, my system handles all of it. Meats really well. I can handle eggs and a little dairy just fine. No problem. Uh, there are some carnivores who find that they have to, I don't want to tell people, oh, you don't have to worry about grass fed. Yeah. There are a few that do, and I, it, I think it's a pretty small percentage that they can actually feel a difference between grass-fed and grain-fed beef. Some people do it more just for environmental reasons or yeah. for the treatment of it. All of that's fine. Okay. For myself, I am okay with just going to Walmart and picking up some beef ribs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. 
Um, so I buy a lot of flanking ribs, short ribs, which it turns out those two things are the exact same thing. They're just cut differently. Oh, part of the cat. Yeah, I didn't either till recently. Um, <laughs> or any steak that's on that I can find on sale somewhere. I am not picky about my beef. I also will buy ground meats, ground beef, ground chicken, ground turkey. And in the mornings, <laughs> here it goes. Let's go. My big prep. Um, it takes me several minutes to do hair and makeup before school. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes, maybe <laughs> before I start, I go to my kitchen and I push, I do use a Keurig. I know everybody's going to, I do too. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's terrible in every way. They're just terrible, but I do it. It's easy. And I like my coffee. So same. All right. So I push my button while it's warming up. I go over to the fridge and I get out a package of meat, whether it's ribs, ground meat, whatever I have in there, usually a stack of meat, honestly, I open the air fryer. Don't even preheat it because I can't be bothered. I dump it in the air fryer. If it's ground meat, I literally open it up, kapunk in there. Take my seasoning. What's the seasoning? I, you can do seasonings or like condiments or? Yes. Like, I would not do anything with sugar like ketchup, but sure. mustard. Oh, um, just as long as it's not sugar. You can put yeah. stuff on it. Okay. Yeah, I use paprika, salt pepper, cayenne pepper, okay. garlic powder. I can now again with the disclaimer, right. if it makes you feel bad, then don't do it. But yeah. I can't tell any difference at all. Um, I season my meat, close it. I push seven minutes, 400 degrees. At that point, my coffee, beep, it's done. I take my coffee. I go do my makeup. When I get back after that 15, 20 minutes, I've already heard the air fryer beep because it's only seven minutes. I don't even turn it. Seven minutes. Okay. I get in there, I dump it in a bowl, and I take it to school and I eat it for lunch. Wow. I don't usually eat breakfast. I just have gotten down to where I eat. Now, I know some people love breakfast. If I'm home on the weekends, I eat a big bowl of scrambled eggs because I'm home, but I have to be clocked in and working by seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got to get three kids there with me. They all go to school gotcha. with me. Oh my God. I, I just don't eat breakfast. No. Um, okay. And if people do, that's fantastic. Three cheers. But <laughs> I take my giant bowl of meat with me. I eat it for lunch. It's always at least one pound of meat, sometimes more. Wow. Uh, and then I'll do the same thing for dinner. While I'm cooking the kids' food and my husband's food, he's not a carnivore, I dump some meat in my in the air fryer for me. And the kids eat a oh gosh, we all eat a lot of meat. Uh, but the kids will have a sweet potato with their meat or okay. whatever. Um, they do eat vegetables. They don't eat grains or breads, but my husband does. So he'll have the meat plus the sweet potato, a salad and a piece of bread. And it's not even hard for you to like prepare that because you don't even crave it anymore. No, it's not a struggle for me at this point. It was at first. Yeah. Uh, I made him cook for himself for a while because I couldn't couldn't handle that. He's like ordering a pizza and you're like, (laughs) no, it's fine. You take like the pepperoni and the sausage off it and you're like, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good now. It's very easy. Seven minutes prep. Yeah. Okay. What about like, do you snack? Like what, what, what is it like jerky? I'm trying to think of like, what is like a a meat snack? Well, they make, there's carnivore snacks and carnivore crisps and it's literally just meat kind of like jerky, but 10 million times better because you don't have to like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ripping it's so hard some of that jerky <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't and the carnivore crisps and snacks it doesn't have any sugar in it it's i don't know what wow. process you do to dry this meat but it's really good 
Um, I don't tend to snack a lot because if you eat a pound to a pound yeah. and a half of meat for lunch, like you're pretty solid till dinner. Yeah, <laughs> and protein keeps you satiated longer. Like if you yeah. eat eggs or something in the morning versus like a bagel, you're gonna bagel, you're gonna be hungry because like you're you burn it through it faster. It totally makes sense. I, I just don't think I would be able to like stay on, but I, I don't think I, I give myself long enough to try to, I would be the person within the two weeks just to be like, Oh my God. Or like, I need a drink. <laughs> well, you know, there are alcohols. It's not that I have never had a drink in 12 oh. years. Oh, uh, there are alcohols that don't have any sugar in it. Bourbon, whiskey, scotch, gin, tequila. Yeah, mm. pretty sure. I don't know. I've never had tequila, but I think <laughs> and, I don't know. I need to make you a sugar-free margarita soon. What all does a margarita have in it? It's just tequila, and I usually do like a top shelf, like ultra premium agave based. Uh, That's the sugar. Okay, there you go. Okay, so so not I've had um, gin martinis, which is basically gin you know there's nothing sweet to it that's the main thing i would be more concerned about the sweet taste for me as a recovered as an addict sure yeah that is my main concern i would be more concerned about sugar-free gum than i would the bourbon there's nothing sweet about bourbon i got you i'm not concerned about the carb count in my food about gaining weight it's the trigger yes i got you so i mean if i go on a date night and have one drink. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to get drunk, but I don't have an issue with that. But if it was, um, a diet Coke, I'd be like, no, absolutely. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. It's not about like the calories, which like it was for both of us for so long. And now it's just like about how you feel. And like, you don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Um, Correct. Now I will say that I do not think that alcohol is a health food. I don't think anybody (laughs) should be like, wow, that woman eats meat and drinks alcohol. No, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying here. I don't think it's a a great benefit to add it to anyone's diet. I am saying, I think you can remain craving free and at a healthy weight and still incorporate it into your life in a, if you're a moderator of alcohol Yeah, and I am, I think it can be done. I think we'll close it. Like you had some trolls on your TikTok. I know today and just like people like naysayers, like what, what do you say to somebody that's like not feeling the carnivore lifestyle? Oh, well, I can literally tell you what I say. So this person (laughs) said, colon cancer says hi. And they put a wave emoji. I was like, hi, I would just wave back. Hi, colon cancer. Oh, you did? Since you need sugar and inflammation in order to grow and fester, you'll have to find a home somewhere else. Like it's well not. Done. Okay. The next person said this increases, um, it increases your metabolism, but it's super bad for kidneys. And I just said my, my kidney markers are all perfect, but it's only been 17 years. So we'll give it a little more time. <laughs> Uh, I love you. <laughs> comments from today, just today. Um, say hello. Another say hello. I was like, come on, at least be maybe creative. it's the same person. Maybe like with a different. No, it's no? not I'm right here. Okay, different. all right. This is user one one five three eight nine five two. Says, say hello to diverticulitis. You need veg to move everything out. So I say, I used to have terrible IBS and constipation till I started eating this way. The fiber was killing me. Now everything moves along just fine. Wow. So I don't, I don't mind answering questions because I think people are truly coming from a place of this can't be healthy. Like they don't know. Yeah. So 
you know, I don't have any desire to, I don't want to be mean. I don't mind yeah. being a little snarky. You're not trying to win. It's not like an art. It's not a debate. You're just like, but your answer, it's like mic drop. Like, what could anybody say to that? It's only been 17 years. So I'm just going to wait it out. I don't mind telling people, look, if health concerns start to arise, I can adjust. I'll yeah. adjust. Yeah. So far. I feel really good. So I'm going to yeah. roll with this for a while longer. Of course. People see you thriving and they're like, <clears throat> like I'll gain muscle. Like this, somebody put not the body type I would ever want. Um, this is a woman. I thought it was a man. And I was like, well, that was me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. But I was like, and it, it hurt. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was just like, oh my God. But I had a trainer on. She's like, is, are you trying to build muscle? Do you want to be stronger? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, then what, what she said is like, in in line with what you're trying to do, you have muscles. It's not for her. Great. Like, but it hurt. Like still, I'm like, you took the time to like, say I'm a man, like you just handle things so beautifully. And it just shows like people see you shining and they're like, no, like there's gotta be something wrong with it. Well, you're healthy. You look beautiful and it's bothering them. So they have to comment and hide behind their screen. And you, I, I just love how you handle it. I'm so glad you did this because you don't know me at all. And I, I wanted to make it so clear. Like I, I'm just fascinated by it. I just want more information. I'm not. And you, I mean, you make me want to do it. I couldn't because wine and tequila and my three and five-year-old, but I have found something that works for me. You have yeah. found something that works for your body. Clearly we're both happy, thriving, and hopefully your message, like there's somebody listening that is like, maybe this is it. And it could change their life. I hope so. And if so I am one that no matter what somebody is doing, again, whether it's my vegetarian friend or you eating, you know, all the healthy whole foods, yeah. if it's working, but George, go with that. Cause look around people. Yeah. There are a lot of people who cannot say that. Right. A right. lot of people who are, I mean, they're on meds. They're on scooters at Walmart. I'm in the South. I'm in North Carolina. I'm sure you couldn't tell. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Georgia. Oh, well, I'm in North Carolina. All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Go to Walmart. Look at the folks who can't make it through a grocery trip without a scooter. Yeah. If those folks want to try something, if they want to try Whole Foods, my gosh, if they even want to try going vegan, try something. Yeah. And if none of that works. Try eating all the meat that you want to eat and see how you feel. Yeah. Maybe you're going to feel like a million bucks. And if so, great. Shoot me an email and let me know. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. 
Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.